Hey, TBR family. Welcome to Season 2 of the Banded Retreat Podcast. I'm B, and this is a family-friendly podcast about all things outdoors. I'm Ryan, and the Banded Retreat's mission is to bring faith, family, and legacy into everything we do. And let's get ready for another episode with you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. I'm glad you're with us. Uh, Today's a special episode because Ryan and I are in Tennessee, and we're striper fishing. We're on an annual trip that we we take. Ryan and I are here. Uh, what's up, Ryan? Oh man, I'm doing good. It's uh, we've we've been fishing all day and uh, got got out there. What about? Uh, I think we uh, hit hit the water about well, supposed to be around five thirty. We've had little technical difficulties that ha- happened throughout some of uh, the trip, which we'll get into later. Um, yeah, yeah. But but we were. Uh, we were on the water till uh, daylight, basically till till dark, and so uh, exciting time. Always good to to come down this way, and uh, I'm I'm only able to be here for just a couple days, but uh, it, it's great, and we got a great friend with us. Yeah, yeah. So I've been here. I've I've been here for uh, uh, four days now. So I've been here since Saturday, but uh, I come down every uh, every year to do this. And uh, like I said, it's a special episode today because we have a special guest with us, and this is a familiar voice. If you go back to season one, episode eleven, you will hear Kevin Davis. He's a he's a familiar one, so go back and listen to that one. But Kevin, how you doing today, man? Doing well. Thanks again for having me, guys. I really appreciate you allowing me to come and speak with you on your podcast once again. I had a blast last year, and I'm having a great time fishing with you this year. Well, we're glad you're with us. It's always a exciting time. We've had a long uh, standing friendship through years. Probably, uh, I mean, dating back uh, for me, close to probably twenty, maybe twenty five years or so. I've known Kevin, and so it's it's always exciting to come down here. And and for you, Kevin, I know it's uh, it, it's. Uh, it, it was a church trip and some things, but now it, it's it's uh, there's a bunch of guys from church who still come down. But really, what I think is incredible for you is uh, it, it's a family trip for you also. I mean, your your dad's here, your brother's coming tomorrow, your other brother's here, and so uh, I, I think that really makes it something special. Uh, we believe in faith, family, and legacy, and and so uh, you've you've got your family here, and uh, being able to fish together is is uh, exciting. Absolutely, uh, as I think we alluded to last time, but I moved to Nashville from West Virginia about three and a half years ago, and so this is one of the times you know we go home and meet uh, and, and spend time with family. But this is one of the times I get to spend with my dad, my brothers, doing things we like. And we also do this twice a year. We do it on Labor Day as well here, and uh, it's always nice to have them here. And and you know, just like everybody, I'm, I turned fifty this year, and everybody knows, you know, those days. I, I hope there's a lot of them, but it's one less time that I can spend time with my dad and my brothers. And uh, so it's very important to take those opportunities when you can. Absolutely, I, I'm turning uh, forty this year, and just a. Uh, uh, another uh, couple months actually and so uh, I, I as the older you get and uh, for you listeners out there if your parents are still alive or uh, you have an opportunity to be able to talk to them or give them a call and uh, hang out with them if you can go fishing with your dad go fishing with your dad and uh, it, it's great that you're able to do that and and be down here for this weekend it, it's been a week and it's been an exciting time yeah, so I, I mean, I feel fortunate just to be able to get the invite. Sometimes I, you know, I had never owned my own boat and uh, had come down here 
the last, I think I was doing the math, is I think it's like year eight for me, which I know it's in the it, grand it's scheme very of things. Close I anyway. think, yeah. But uh, like total, like running, running timeline for this trip is 53 years. We did that math. Yeah, 1971 was the first time that they went on this trip. That's, I mean, it's incredible. It's, we, it, we, you and I talked about it and it was, uh, three years ago. We, I don't even know that we actually did the math, but three years ago was the 50th anniversary and we, we probably just came Yeah, we down, just blew did, right by did, it. No big deal. Did what we do. Like, 50 we, years is just getting started for us. We're, 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 we're going to do a hundred year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the challenging thing that, uh, we, we face with this trip sometimes is getting everybody on the same page as far as the schedules go. Um, we switched it this year. Generally we do it the first week of May, first full week of May. Yep. And we're in, uh, we're in April now. So, uh, you know, talk a little bit about, you, you said you do one in the spring, one in the fall, kind of talk about the difference in those and, and why you do it now. Sure. Uh, well, again, for those of you who may not heard, we, uh, we, we're fishing for striped bass, for stripers. Uh, in Tennessee, they call them rockfish because it sounds like a big rock hitting the water when they, when they bust on bait. But uh, so, uh, and this, this year's not, not unlike any of the others. I probably had 10 conversations with 10 different people, including wives at times, to make sure that, hey, can we do it this week? Can we do it that week? We're pulling up the lunar calendar and seeing if there's going to be a new moon. It's just, it'd be, you'd be surprised what goes into when we pick this week but so in the spring those big uh cow stripers the the females come up and spawn with the males and uh, and the river systems they go to the dam they can't go any further so they're going upstream and uh, so that happens about two weeks so for two weeks every striper on the lake will be up here and so they'll spawn. So they make that run beforehand, and they're getting ready to spawn. And so it's always a good time to catch a great big striper because some of these stripers are well over 50 pounds. And uh, so they'll have like 15 pounds of eggs in them. So that's where you get that really big weight. If you catch the same uh, fish in the summer, it's going to be probably 15 pounds lighter than it is right now. So uh, that's why we picked this time. And, uh, again, uh, it's what the, how the weather's going to go, how much water's in the, in the spring, how much, honestly, whenever the dog, like the dogwood blooms, they say it's supposed to be like three weeks after that. So sometimes we even look at that and say, how's this going to work with the almanac and all that? But we always get it wrong because we're (laughs) we're throwing a dart from December and we can't, we always get half a good week basically. Well, you and I were talking about kind of those old wise tales, um, on the boat a couple of days ago and. One that I've always heard is is when the the cows are laying down, you just might as well pack it up and go on home because they're not going to bite. I've I've heard that with fish and deer. I got a lot of buddies who deer hunt. They say if if you're going and the cows are laying down, might as well not worry about it. No no deer's going to be in the field either. And that's true with fish. It's a barometric pressure thing. I mean, it's not it's not gospel, but it's it's there for a reason <laughs> so uh I, i've caught fish with with cows laying down in the field but, but uh it's a whole lot i think there's a lot to that uh, these are uh, bladder controlled fish anyway so when the uh barometer's going up they don't they don't feel as good they, they're, they're fuller you know they expand so they don't eat and when it's dropping or when there's a weather change when there's a spike in the weather that's general when you do your best fishing and that's probably true for every series uh, species of fish, but you and yeah, you want to catch it before the spawn, not during or after, right? Well, yeah, well, they won't they won't eat 
That what that one time in the year for about four <laughs> days they ain't doing anything. Yeah, uh, they're not eating. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And so after, uh, you know, the females are going to rest up probably for a couple of days, uh, and and then there's going to be a big feed then as well. And there's usually a big feed coming up in the spring because all of the bait fish are coming up for a spawn as well. So they're following those bait fish and eating them. Most of these fish are at least twenty percent larger than they will be in the summer. Wow. So, but that, I mean, timeline on that, you have two weeks basically to catch. How long does it spawn? Spawn, spawn well, not every fish is going to spawn at the same time. I've seen them spawn for a month. It's just not the same fish, you know, they, they could be coming up in, in different stages. And then, uh, uh, so you could have some fish spawning and not going to eat and then some fish coming up. Uh, but then sometimes I've seen them spawn all day for, a week and that's it, and they're then they're gone. They disappear again. They go back. This this particular this is a Cumberland River uh, river system on on Old Hickory, and uh, that's a hundred and one miles from dam to dam. So they can hide a lot of places, and that's not counting the three tributaries that come in that are also more than twenty miles. That's a uh, that's a huge river system. Yeah, I mean when when you're talking about trying to uh, pinpoint. Uh, a certain trek of them. I mean, how, how many miles have, do you, have y'all guys traveled uh, so far this week? Yeah, uh, one day I know B and I, <laughs> we at least so we went up, so we went up the Caney Fork and for about eight miles and came down, and then we went down the Cumberland probably about twelve, and that was just one day. So we we did twenty, and and we fished all. We didn't look at different spots. We we pulled bait on planter boards the entire time. We were fishing the whole time. And throwing plugs uh, a lot of that time. So we, we I know we fished 20 miles the one day, and that was just as far as we went down. That was just half a day. And then we did it all over again just in case we missed something on the other side. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so, it's you know, like you said, we've got a lot of hours out there. Uh, I think this morning we got up at about 5.15, right. where I tried to be out there at daybreak. Uh, we almost did it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, McDonald's was pretty good and pretty warm inside. So it wasn't raining <laughs> in, in McDonald's. So we, uh, because we, we eat healthy on this trip. And, uh, you know, we got off water at dark. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, <laughs> we, we definitely, uh, we spent an, an all day and, uh, close to, it seems like an all nighter at, at that. I have a lot of friends who said, that, I'd love to go fishing with you, but can we go? Do you ever go like for three hours? You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it just didn't mm-hmm. happen. Well, well I, I told I told B yeah. this today. I said uh, this type of fishing isn't for the faint of heart. No, so. no, and it's hard to you know. It, we talked about that before we came in. Because Ryan was on uh, my boat today, but uh, it's hard to to kind of find the, the right person to ask to come because one, you got to where we're at in Southwest Virginia. It's you know five six miles. It's five six hours away. So somebody's willing to to leave five and go five or six hours to fish, and then when they get here. There's, you know, you're fishing all day, and there's a potential that you go home empty-handed. I mean, just it's why they call it fishing, right? Sure, not and catching. So there has to be an understanding with that that person, and uh, you know, I find it myself. I, this year is the uh, first year of, I, I've had a boat, and uh, so I sit back and think about the people that I could ask that. And I don't even like some people are a thought, and it's just like I oh, no no way that person. There's like fifteen people said you could ask me, man. You're there. You'll get comments in your sections. I could have went with you, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd have been your guy, except you know not on Thursdays and <laughs> I bowling and kind of get back and uh, crocheting. I, I, you can crocheting. Okay, I've been doing this for a long time. I've had a boat since I was about I don't know, my early twenties, about twenty one, 
And I, I brought a, I can't number them, the amount of people that wanted to go fishing, but I can number the amount of fish, people that went fishing for a weekend. And it's, it's not 50 people in yeah. 20 years. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely a challenging thing. Uh, it can be, but you know, my first trip down here, I was spoiled, and <laughs> I keep I keep coming back for that trip and uh, to to face that again. And and uh, I'm I'm I actually mentioned on the boat this week to you that uh, I wish I would have known then how special that really was that trip what it really was. Uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I tried to tell you. I know. I mean, but I you was can't like, tell this is you just not. Can't tell me, this is not how it is. It's just, we we probably caught twelve fish a day. Just at least you probably caught twelve fish a day. Yeah, I can't remember how many I caught. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you want to tell a story about the old man? You want me you, to tell? No, a story you go about ahead. It? Are you sure? Go ahead, do it. Yeah. Okay. So so B catches his first striper, and we're going down this cliff wall, and it, he's got probably probably eighteen inch skipjack on, and. Big striper comes up and swallows it, and he he gets it in, and and it, it fought well, and it spun the boat around a couple of times, and we got it in. It was thirty two pounds, and I think that was quite a bit bigger than your last your your next biggest fish at that time, which was probably what nine ten pounds maybe. Yeah, if that. Yeah, if, if the it could maybe eight. <laughs> that, that, the, the, your biggest fish up to that point. Yeah, and so he was excited, and uh, he was like thirty two pounds, and I was excited for him because you know I love to see people catch big fish. And uh, so this old man uh, fishes down here. I, I call him a skipjack whisperer, but I don't know his name. But uh, <laughs> but he's he's about 187 years old, <laughs> and he fishes by himself. And uh, he's I mean he, he looks like a he looks like a skeleton. <laughs> I mean I'm telling you, he's 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 a machine though, and he and he and he, he's a real good fisherman. Well, B didn't know him. He had you know he was just we were floating down the backwards down the the river. And he, he said, hey, how's it going over there? You know, he just strikes up a conversation, but he just grabbed this great big fish. And uh, he, he was just excited to talk to people like a kid in a candy store. And he said, hey, I just got my first striper, 32 pounds. And he's pretty gracious. He never talks to anybody. But he was like, hey, well, good job. That's a good job. Good for you. You know, and, but he was like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited about all this. And uh, have you, how you been doing today? And he said, uh, well, I caught 12, none quite that small. <laughs> and, uh, and, and B looked at me like, is he kidding? Is that serious? Is he, he serious? And uh, I said, yeah, we probably won't catch one that small the rest of the day. And we didn't. Yeah. That was the smallest fish we caught all week. Yeah, well, that man has stripes because, I mean, eight years being here now and I've seen him every trip. Yeah, he's admirable. And yeah. well, and that's the thing. I, Ryan and I saw him today and I, I said, hey, there's a skipjack whisperer, the guy that they call that uh, skipjack whisperer. Well, and the, and the thing is, uh, I had a, uh, a run in with him today also. I was throwing uh, the, the, the crappy uh, uh, jigs for to get the skipjack and uh, uh, I, he actually threw into my line, so so we connected uh, on those rigs, and uh, he was that's nice. a real world connection, yeah, not, it, not like online. That's a real connection. No, it was real connection, <laughs> and uh, he he ended up uh, he actually he pulled my line over to his, but he cut his out and gave me back my rig. So uh, well, that was really and, nice of him. And I came back at dinner, and I was like, I told I was telling you, Kevin, that story, and uh, and I was like, he was really nice about it. I was like, yeah, he, all he said he was, was really. He threw it, yeah, I said he was nice. Well, he threw it off, and he was like, ah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy's been fishing for 87 years uh, after 100, and uh, he doesn't have any problems. Yeah. He, his stress just melts away. Yeah. Well, when uh, I told Ryan, uh, you know, going back to when we first saw him today, I was like, that's, uh, you know, that's a good sign. When he's well, here, it's You've good seen sign. him eight years. Have you seen him age a day? No. <laughs> exactly. 
he, he's as old he's as he gets. Exactly. I mean, he doesn't no get any older. older. <laughs> 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 he's, he's, he's capped out. He's got the glass seal on that age. He's done. But I, I saw that guy, and, and seriously, he's got to be 90. Uh, I saw him catch a striper one day that he cannot pick up out of well, the water. You know, and I was I was telling Ryan that he, the the impressive part about it is he does it by himself. The whole thing. I've seen him on a boat, maybe with I think we we assumed it was his son or or, or maybe a brother. Yeah, he looks something. like ninety or something. It's probably yeah. his grandson. We, we make our own stories up about people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> oh my goodness! I'm it's telling like, you, man, this guy like, fished with no. He, he fished off the ark. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it it is impressive, and and again, going back to my first experience now this year with having my own boat and and seeing how uh, how difficult it is to really to to play the current and you know run your trolling motor and you know make sure you're looking hundred yards down the way, see where the trees are, and I mean, it's just so much. And obviously, the guys the guys a pro. He he taught the pros. Yeah, and well. um, but it's I mean, it it's impressive that he's he's. He's really he's an old guy and and uh, that he does it by himself. Yeah, and like I said, when when I said he couldn't get the fish out of the water, it wasn't a small fish. It was so big he couldn't get it out of the water. I'd, I'd say a fish was well over fifty pounds, easy. And I know so there's probably some guys who work out at the gym and listen to this podcast. It ain't like picking up a fifty pound dumbbell. No, like picking up a fifty pound fish is extremely difficult to do. <laughs> it's kind of like picking up a kid doesn't want you to. Just, it's hard to do. Isn't just slamming here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah, wrestle with the pig. See what happens. Well, as we talk about stories and we talk about how far we went um, uh, on this uh, this trip and in, in miles, uh, that, that's the unit of measure that we're going to talk about. <laughs> you and I, um, I guess it was on was it Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. It was like two days into the trip. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, Kevin, I, 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 we got to get on my boat. Ryan's coming down. Yep, Tuesday. Um, and I want to make sure that everything's good. We're going to test it out. And, and it was. Yeah, yeah. Everything's good. At the beginning. Good. And, and, and so it was, well, it's Tuesday. We come in. We, we, get my, we started out with your boat that day. Then we came back to the hotel, grabbed mine, and we, we went back to a, a new uh, boat launch or, or, a, or a different boat launch that we had been going. And it was halfway up the, uh, the Caney uh, and – it's uh, it, it so basically we got in there about three o'clock, right? Three, it was probably three, three, yeah, 30. about three. And so we launched, uh, everything worked fine. It's about four miles up a canyon, yeah, not halfway, but yeah. So, <laughs> so, and I have a I have a jet boat, and so we we had uh, we had challenged ourselves internally without talking about it really that we're going to make it all the way up to the other dam, which is what I didn't know at the time was twenty miles up the the river, so. Yep. Uh, not only is my boat a jet boat, but it's a tiller, and my arm about fell off. <laughs> that's yeah. how I knew it was twenty miles. Because <laughs> my arm, my shoulder looked at me and was like, "Hey, that's nineteen miles right there." Well, I mean, and it's not really a speed demon. Like some some jet boats go fifty mile an hour, but yours is right, tops out about twenty two, twenty three mile an hour going up. Yeah, well, against I mean, the current, but and that's we, against we had, the four mile current. We had uh, thirty gallons of water in there, right? Twenty five gallons of water. Yeah. Two two large guys and a big well, I, mean, and, I mean it, we had some weight you. on it. We have some weight on it. <laughs> so uh so we get we get to about um mile nineteen and we start getting a little shallow. And you know, <laughs> at that time I didn't think we had any problem because we went through some really shallow stuff. Yeah, we went we, in we three passed, inches easy. Oh, and we passed people, you know, out there playing on kayaks and 
fly fishermen that's out there and they were up to their you know their ankles really yeah there's no need for waders mm-hmm. uh for them but we we passed them no problem and and it was funny because i they kind of looked at us weird and I, and I was thinking you know all oh, they're just like oh that guy with the jet well we get up about 19 miles and we were to the last turn before we get up to the dam and we sumped up on a on a rock bed and uh with I, the water going down well, we which didn't, we didn't know, we didn't that, know that at the time. So we stepped yeah. up on the rock bed, um, and I was like, "Okay." My first, my first comment when we when, when I stopped, turned off the motor, I said, "We've been here before." Yeah, because the last have. time we tried to make it up there in your boat. In yeah, your and my 24- boat's a little bit different than than right. B's boat. It's twenty four foot with a with a tunnel and a, and a prop, so it's and, a regular motor and one hundred fifty gallons of water. and one hundred fifty gallons of water, thirty gallons of well, there's two thousand pounds of stuff on my boat easy yeah. yeah i mean just in total so so last time we were up there we got stuck on a rock bed yeah on your on your boat and, I didn't, uh, not the first time either yeah so at that point so i'm like okay this you know easy peasy we've done this before this is a much smaller boat we can get us out of here boys i wrong <laughs> <laughs> so we i mean we're I, I i don't even know how the boat got launched into the rock bed like it was because we were i mean it was like three inches of rocks above the, the, the bottom of the transom in the back. I mean, it was like crazy. And so we're out, you know, we decided we got to get out and, and push, I guess, you know, in 60 degree water, 57 degree water, whatever it was. And, um, so we start dumping stuff out and try to try to shed some weight. And as we're doing that, the water's going down and it went from about just about just above my foot mm-hmm. to, to me basically just standing on a straight walk. Well, no standing water. on a mound. Like the, the there was no water around the boat at the end, and so people start stopping, <laughs> asking if we're okay. Well, I, well, I said at first, at first, it, it, when the water was still there, it kind of looked like it was on purpose. Yeah, like, oh, we, were, we're, like we were trout fish. fishing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> or something. Yeah, they're just we're just waiting on something. Yeah, but then the one guy uh, stopped and said, "Hey, there's not going to be well. There's an app that tells you when the water comes on, and it's supposed to come on at six o'clock. What's it's five fifteen when we. St- I was like, "Well, ah, we got forty five minutes. It'll be here fifteen minutes after that. We got an hour. We'll just sit here and chat and you know make fun." We we actually walked around and tried to catch trout in little pools and stuff. Uh, and then a guy stops and says, "You guys need any help?" And I was like, "I don't think you can help us. Like there is no help. <laughs> You're in a like unless this water comes up, we're gonna get married and live here because ain't nobody. We ain't going nowhere." <laughs> yeah. And uh, so uh, I'm in a boat on dry land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Unless you, I don't know what we're going to do here. And uh, he said that the water ain't coming on nine. Well, I knew it was six. I'd already looked at the app. And I said, "Are you sure? I think it's six. And we, got, I mean, about had a mini heart attack there <laughs> yeah. because like that. That's a problem. Uh, and it's cold on Tuesday. It's it's 34 degrees. And and we went out in the daytime and we thought we'd be back at seven. We weren't really prepared to stay all night uh, on the candy fork, and uh, and we knew also that it was twenty more miles back even after we got the thing floating again. <laughs> and uh, well, I knew that. I don't think B at that time knew that. Well, I knew it was a long uh, way. And so he My calls shoulder, up there. Yeah, told he calls up there, and he's. Like, he, I hear him talking to the dam, and and he says something about nine o'clock, and I was like, I cannot believe they changed the schedule on us because they can do that. And then, of course, he let us know. No, they just turned on the water because it was like six, ten after six. And he said, water be here in a minute. And sure <laughs> yeah. enough, man, that water, it, it went up two feet in five minutes. Yeah. We're just floating. But 
there's another part of the story. (laughs) So the water comes up, we start floating, and I'm like, okay, great. You know, we're feeling good. I'm like, we're going to get back now. Now now we don't have to to camp out and live here and and get married to you, as you said. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so we, uh, I started my, the, the uh, motor back up and so i started revving it up trying to get back down and and i just no thrust rpm's going up no thrust and i'm like oh man something's something's wrong here it wasn't peeing um so i you know again i i'm not i don't i'm not the world's best knowledge of, of jet boats uh yet but i'm getting there because of issues but uh i call a buddy of mine and I'm telling him what's going on. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, if you're on the water and it's that late, he was like, you you really can't do anything. Uh, you kind of got to limp it back." And I'm like, "Limp it back for 20, 20 miles, miles, dude." And I'm like, I'm, "We're going four miles an hour." And he's like, "It's that's all you can do. You, you you need to get back, you know." Yeah. And so I'm I I had tried to lift it up and try to get some. I got some rocks out of it, but we heard just rocks just sloshing around in that lower unit. And I'm like, "Oh man, it's just." full of rocks is probably why it's not picking up anything little little did we know that the impeller once we got back to the hotel the impeller um had cracked as i tell everybody it kind of looks like a half of a pear that comes straight out of the blade and so that was the reason why we weren't getting any thrust but you know to continue with that story four miles an hour probably miles. tops yeah for for 18 miles uh we did and we started what time do we say we started when we we started floating uh, probably six twenty-five. Six twenty-five, and we got, we got back at about eleven thirty. Yep, darkness fell and and it caught us. And I'm like, I, that I did the math in my head when I was looking at our speed. Oh yeah, I knew one hundred percent when we were going to make it back. Yeah, my shoulder again was like, hey man. <laughs> well, and the the thing is, this is not uh, for for everybody who you know probably fishes where civilization is. This is um, imagine the the a creek. Uh, this is you can cast. Across times three, uh, very shallow, and it just snakes around, and it's it's a it's a runoff for a creek, and uh, it's jet black. There's there's cliffs on both sides of it for the most part, all, all the way down. Luckily, you had installed a light on the front of your boat, yeah, or we we'd have been up there in the morning. There's no way we'd have been because we had to miss shoals and islands and. In the middle of the river, it's yeah, not with, just a with crib. little, with it's little a thrust. bunch of stuff. Yeah, with little thrust. I mean, I was trimming up so I could get. You know, I was looking down at my my fish finder, my depth finder. And I'm like, okay, I knew it. Like, we we had went so long. We got we got to be pros at it because yeah. I was like, okay, at at one foot six, I need to trim up just a <laughs> yeah. little yeah. bit. More. And if if it's point nine, we're okay. But at point eight, yeah, we ain't going anywhere. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, we're going to get out again. And we we felt ourselves scrape at one foot, you know. So I, that's when I knew um, uh, that we were we were good. So I it was uh, it was very challenging that night. And um, yeah, again, without that southern light LED, uh, we would never have made it. Oh, and it was and a then, fantastic it, light. Oh yeah, it it goes a mile down the river, and we could see <laughs> we could see everything in front of us, and it helped us. And you could see, which was impressive, because I've seen a bunch of lights on boats that work great, like headlights. But you could see in the water and the bottom, probably ten foot out from your boat, and, and and on both sides, 180 degrees. So we could actually see a shoal as it started to come, which really probably saved us from not being stranded up there till morning or to the water went way up. And luckily, I had been down that before when it was low because I got stuck in my boat up there one time, and so now I'm going in a 24 foot ship down that little creek, and. Uh, 
there's a couple of interchanges on that river where you had to actually cross where it didn't look like you're supposed to go one way, but you had to go one way and then cross over the other. And I was like, you got to go over here and then you got over here. Without that, it, one foul move and you'd been on an island. Oh, yeah. And no other boats out there. I mean, they don't, they don't do that. And no lights. Here. None. For 20 miles, it's if you I, if you turn off your light, we couldn't see your hand in front of her face. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I tried to tell him a story about the guy with the hook, but he didn't want to hear it. Okay. And then we started talking about Candyman and. Then nobody wanted to talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine our listeners can imagine that the the stress that went through. But uh, but you know anyway, we get back to the hotel, take the uh, the foot off, and find that the impeller blade is is uh, is actually there's a big gash out of it. So obviously the reason why we weren't getting any thrust. And so Ryan, this was by the time I figure this out, it's. It was like midnight here. Yeah, you texted me. It was one in the morning. I I didn't get it till I was getting up uh, because me and and Fish were heading down your way. Uh, We were supposed to leave at like 8-something to come down your way. And so I get the text that, hey, my impeller's uh, messed up. It's it's busted. We're going to have to try to find one and figure out a way that we could get the boat on the water so we wouldn't have – three guys on each boat we we'd fish with two on each boat and so uh we started the the trek down that morning i called you and uh uh we're an hour behind here uh in, in tennessee where we're at now so uh when we got going I, I actually i called him uh and i texted him he texted me at one in the morning which was probably two in the morning or something like that night when i called him it was seven or six that morning uh, getting ready to head it this way. So anyway, uh, we we get on uh, the road and we start trying to figure out a place where we can get this umbrella so we can get back uh, going, so we can get B's boat uh, back on the water. And and uh, we started sending each other text messages, trying to go through all kinds of people, Google searching, trying to figure out something. Figuring who close. you're going to pass. Yeah, who, who, who am I going to pass? on our six hour trek here that I can pick one up or if B can find one here, we're just trying to figure out how we can get on the water together and, uh, uh get this boat fixed and without overnighting or a two day shipping or whatever. Cause, yeah. cause I'm, I'm only here literally fishing for two days. Yeah. And we have, uh, one, two, three, four. So we have six, six guys, three boats. Yeah. Right. And so we were going to have six guys in two boats and I was trying my hardest just to make sure that we were staying with the status quo and the original plan was going to make it. And, uh, so I, uh, I, little did I know, I thought that impellers would be probably pretty easy to, to come by, but the, um, the, the problem with the impeller was, is that we, uh, the, it's not really common to, to chip an impeller. But yeah break a blade yeah we, we were trying to make a record or anything and so i'm like oh well you and i talked about it because you know your brother kermit he needed a, he needed uh prop and and found his pretty easy but props are pretty yeah. easy to come by yeah, yeah. We're, we're breaking boats like they're going out of style here we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just like they're candy bars out here yeah so i so i'm like there's got to be somebody that has one so we i got on facebook marketplace and ryan like you said, we were calling everybody, everybody, everybody. And one of the first things I did that night, it was two in the morning by the time I got in bed. And yeah. I'd sent you that text message an hour earlier. And I'm, I'm like, okay, impellers near, you know, Carthage, Tennessee. And the first thing that pops up is this, this place in Missouri called the Jet Doctor. Yeah. And so I look on there and I'm just frantically sending people emails. Just, I mean, I'm trying to call them at two o'clock in the morning. It's, it's, yeah. 
I was freaking out. So I send I send the jet doctor an email at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, call me call me first thing in the morning. I, I got a request for you. And so sure enough, a lady calls me at seven thirty in the morning, which is thirty minutes before they opened, and says, Hey, my boss told me to give you a call. Sounds like you need an impeller, and we got one. Seven and three eighths impeller for your your motor. And I said, Well, that's that's great. You know, there's there's an aluminum one and there's a stainless steel one. She was like, We got both of them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty amazing because I've we've called literally 50 places oh it, it was it, I, I i called ever marina on the way down we were just like i said we we're sending text message hey call this one call that one every time i call it's like man you got a seven three eights impeller hitting and they're like oh uh you ain't gonna find that you ain't gonna find that and yeah, it's like which is a silly comment to make i mean that really is a, a yeah you're, you're gonna find it somewhere yeah they're like you're you, you ain't gonna find it today yeah Ma- yeah maybe so yeah. and it, they're like well nobody stocks them. nobody that, stocks it and that for a majority that's true but like you i'm freaking out and kevin's like well, oh, i don't need one stock yes. bubble gum anymore i mean yeah. what well, well, you said all you need is one yes i was like yeah was like that's a, what i said all you uh, need picking is one up yes. the phone just call them <laughs> and so uh so anyway it, i'm then i found out i i was, my my brain was starting to pick up and i'm like okay how far is this away she's like oh we're we're five and a half hours we're in Missouri. I'm like, oh, I can't get that today, you know? And so I was like, well, let me see what else I can do. So I'm just, we're just still calling and yeah. calling and calling. So I call her back and I'm like, hey, is there any way, like, do you have like a friend or a cousin or a brother that could meet me uh, halfway and I, you know, I'd be willing to pay him? And she's like, well, no, we can't really do that. And she was like, but you can call, you can call David. David, David may have somebody who can do it who is, David is the jet, jet doctor. <laughs> He's, so, is he so the like, owner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he is the jet doctor. So I, I says, uh, I, I call him, I say, um, Hey David, you know, I, I'm in a, I'm in a pickle here. Do you think that you could, uh, you could maybe get somebody to meet me halfway? He's like, no way, man. I, there's no way that I get anybody to do that. And then he starts thinking about it a little bit more and he's like, well, I got three truck drivers. Let me, let me call and see if anybody can do it. So he calls me back um, like 15 minutes later. He's like, none of my truck drivers can do it, but I'm going to do it for you. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, uh, where are we meeting? He's like, well, let me do some research. So he's like, you know where Paducah, Kentucky is? I'm like, nope, but my navigator does, my GPS does. (laughs) And uh, he said, how far away is that for you? And I said, that's, that's two and a half hours. He was like, okay, it's three hours and 15 minutes for me. And let's be there. You know, and he sends me the exact location. I'm like. I look at you, and I'm like, this is it's just good guy. I mean, yeah. he's a great guy. Give that guy a tip. Exactly. And so, um, so I get on the I get on the road, drive two and a half hours up there, meet him. A wonderful experience. I mean, David, he he he's the reason why I got my boat back out on the water the next day, and or, or later that evening, really. Yeah. And uh, it was like I said, awesome experience. And for somebody to do that and go that the extra. 200, 200 miles. <laughs> 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 to, get, to get somebody back on the water. I mean, he, he even said, he was like, man, when I got an email at 2 o'clock in the morning last night, I knew you were you were really wanting this. So I just, I, I figured I'd do it. Which is amazing in today's society because, I mean, kindness is uh, 
doesn't seem to happen as much, you know, now. And, and to have somebody who would go out of their way so that you could have a trip and a, a business owner at that, I mean, it's a pretty special uh, moment for him to do that for us and, and get us back on the water and, and make our trip. I mean, absolutely. if not, you know, uh, we, we got on the water that night and got on the water today and and had a great time and uh we even saw uh what a 45 pounder caught today which is yep. which is incredible you know uh to be able to see that and and, and uh see the picture of it i mean it's 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 just a great experience to be out there with friends and uh we we had lunch on the water together today sandwiches and i mean even though the rain was <laughs> yeah. pouring and all i mean we we kind of tied up together and just had a great time and uh it, it was because he he showed kindness and 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 brought that part for that part and 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 you gave him a tip and all those things and but it uh it, it, david was a great help to us there's no question in that yeah and you know we're we're only halfway through our trip we we got a few more days here so everything's looking up yeah 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 stripers uh so we we, we called that uh stripers that are feeding on top breaking breaking uh stripers so they're breaking today uh we didn't see them uh of course it's a big area but they they broke for about an hour today and my those guys that that uh they're not part of the trip, but they're ancillary to the trip. So there's a lot of guys that you meet when you're down here. They out again. Everybody's trying to get this right, so you dial it in for these two weeks. A lot of these guys come in here and stay thirty days. They'll stay the whole time. They don't know what it's going to be, so they'll stay the whole time, fish every day. And they got into them. They caught twenty, and every one of those stripers were, I think, smallest was forty one pounds. So and I think the biggest was forty seven. Wow. So, so they're here. Yeah. That, well, and they, they just really caught. showed up last few days. They, they haven't been here. I've been coming in preparation for this trip every every weekend, and and they've been down like they haven't been up here yet. So uh, this is probably within this this week they'll come up. Well, you know, originally uh, B and I were trying to figure out if it was this week or next week would be the better week, and I don't know the answer because they could start spawning tomorrow, and then that's the end of that too. So. It's just one of those things. Uh, I'm sure, just like you're, you, most of your guys are duck hunters, but I'm sure they do the same thing. They pick a trip, and you just don't don't really know. Yeah, you just you're throwing a dart in a while, six months away, and you have, you hope you hit something you're, that, that you're going to be happy with. And and we usually, I, I think Ryan and I were talking. We always have half a good week. Some every once in a blue moon, you'll have a really really bad week. You won't do good at all, and then sometimes you'll have a even more rare. A great week all week. Uh, B and I had one of those about four years ago. We caught probably 150 a piece, and and they were all over 40 pounds. So we've, yeah. we've had some good weeks. We, we got a lot of what uh, you keep got a lot of equity for. in a bank on this thing. Yeah, it's what you keep coming back for. And uh, you know, I mean, so it's 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 been a great few days. We got a great few days uh, ahead of us, and uh, met some good friends along the way. We've had a. Uh, a, a great time just the camaraderie here with the group and um, i look forward to this trip every year and uh it's it's something special for for me and uh to continue to do this and hopefully to continue to do it with bringing other people into the trip and so i would encourage the lis- listeners plan you a trip uh w- whatever it is that you're uh, you're interested in doesn't have to be fishing uh, any hunting trip get something on the calendar you know take some time out be with other men be with uh, family members and and take some time to, to do that. It's it's well worth the time. And uh, so 
Kevin, appreciate you joining on today. And I'm sure the listeners got a lot of good things out of you. And hopefully we can continue to do this every year. But uh, thanks for being on today. I had a great time. Thanks for having me again. Uh, Really appreciate you guys what you do. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bandage Retreat. Or you can reach out to us directly by emailing us at info at And as always, happy, happy hunting. hunting.